0: Hello, and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Each week, I show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I interview top thought leaders changing the world with their work. And I also show you how you can build a life in alignment with your soul, do your Dharma, be happier, healthier, live longer, and have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. So without further ado, let's dive into the next podcast. hello and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. My guest today is Laurie Ladd. She is an Ascension guide, a multi-dimensional channel. And boy, do I know that because (laughs) as soon as we started talking, we could feel that we had a lot of support in the room. I have a huge hot flush and (laughs) energy rushing through my body. So I know that this is going to be an incredible interview. Uh, But what I love about Laurie is she really is all about helping people understand their purpose and path and connect to their family. Of light. So I knew she needed to come on the podcast. So, Laurie, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, inviting me. I'm so excited. The beans are so excited. They're like, (laughs) yay, we're here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the opportunity to come through and talk. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that you said yes to coming on the podcast because you just have such a beautiful energy and vibe and the messages you're bringing through at the moment are just incredible for, you know, we all need that support and that comfort with what's happening on the planet at the moment. But would you mind sharing a little bit more about who you are and the work you're doing in the world? Sure.
1: So um, briefly, I, I, I knew at the age of 13, I was here to work with um, the Ascension My mom was really spiritual and she was really aware of all of this stuff. This was in 1989. And so I was at at a young age, 13, 14, 15, I was going to these seminars and learning about Ascension and and none of my girlfriends and boyfriends, they all thought I was nuts. And so Mm. I went through my twenties and thirties, sort of understanding that I was here to do something big with Ascension. Um, but really not ready to step into it yet because I had a feeling that when I did, I would have to let go of alcohol and drugs and all the sleeping around with men, all the crazy things I was doing. (laughs) Like it just wasn't gonna go well. Like on an unconscious level, I knew that I would have to really pivot my life Mm. and I wasn't ready to commit to that. And it Mm. wasn't a conscious, really a conscious decision until now I'm looking back and it's like, oh, I know now why I waited so long um, because of the commitment that it required of me, um, but it was around 2015. Um, I was working in a as an executive assistant in a private equity firm in San Francisco, and I said, you know, uh, I had met my twin flame. We're just now be- we're best friends. We're not lovers or anything like that. But I met him in 2013, and that was what kind of really. Catapulted me back into oh by the way you're here to do something big on the planet and it's time to get to work Mm. so the wheels started to turn um, but it was in 2015 I came up to Shasta and did a a day long intensive and it was at that time where I said okay I'm I'm, I I consciously committed I said I'm ready to do my work and it was it took about a year for me to no not even a year it took about eight months Mm. for me to quit my job and. Literally start learning the process of surrendering uh, blindly into this work and starting a website and starting to channel. I had no idea mm. that this is what I would be doing. None. I didn't even know I could channel um, until I started to sit down and then just sort of start hearing, you know, a, a Lemurian being coming in and they would take me into Telos, which is like this fifth dimensional sort of city that's a portal it's a high frequency portal in the mountain in mount shasta and mm. i was bilocating locating in there and i'm like what the heck is this and <laughs> it all just like really naturally unfolded for me mm. um but it was uh it was it took a lot of sort of surrender and trust to to trust h- how this was going to unfold for me and that i was going to be able to make money and survive and do this. Um, and so I just started channeling. I started, I was like some, my guides were like, oh, you're going to do sessions and bring people inside Mount Shasta into Telos, which is that fifth dimensional sort of city portal. So I started doing that. And all of a sudden the clients were like, oh my God, I was there and I saw this and I, and I was like, holy shit, it's work. It works. Like it, it worked it really, people are actually going in. And it was around six months of doing that work that I started connecting to the Galactics. And that's when it started going, and then I realized, oh, this is what I'm here to do. Like I'm here to, I'm here to connect the humans with you guys. And, and that's when it, that's when I started connecting every day with many different higher dimensional beings, um, not only in sessions, but just in my everyday life, they were just coming in. And I mean, I mean so many different beings it wasn't just like oh you're gonna be connecting with these it was like 10 15 20 different beings i'm like who are you guys who are you guys (laughs) um so it it, it's it's what i'm here to do so it naturally i didn't have to learn
0: how to do it right Mm. um so it sounds to me like you had to more accept it and actually surrender to it like to have that insight at 13 to know that you were going to be involved in the ascension most 13 year olds you know, don't really have any insight into what they're supposed to do, let alone ascension. I know.
1: And we thought back then in the the 80s and like 1989, when this was, um, we were under the impression, a lot of us in this sort of community that was learning about ascension, it was really this idea that we were actually going to physically leave the earth plane, meaning Mm. that the ships would come down, you know, all the ships would come down and save us. And so mm-hmm. I would be literally letting everybody know, Hey, you're going to be okay. You're not going to die. You're going to go up these stairs onto the ship and you're going to be taken off the planet because we thought that ascension, ascending, we would have to actually leave the physical earth plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we know that's not the case. We're she's actually going. Doing it. Gaia, she's yeah. going
0: whether we like it or not,
1: <laughs> we're going with her. She's going. And these ships are just guiding us and, uh, and assisting us while we do it. So, um, but you know, it wasn't easy growing up knowing that, uh, because you, I always felt like there was always something in the back of my mind throughout my life of like, you know, there you're supposed to be doing something else than, you know, and it was like this weight on my shoulder of like, oh my God, I got to start to do it. Um, just kind of coming in and out of that awareness throughout my twenties and thirties and forties. Mm. No, I'm 45. So twenties and thirties. Yeah. Mm.
0: And so can you describe to us? Cause obviously a lot of people listening are in the place where we've gone through this massive awakening. You know, some people have just woken up, but some people have been awake for a while, but I would say everybody has been forced into a, a higher level of awareness over the last, since 2020 started. So I know that a lot of our listeners are starting to connect to their guides, to their galactic beings who are guiding them. Can you kind of talk me through some of the progression? Because I know that myself included, you know, I'm really, I've connected with my galactic family recently, but it's bringing them through and kind of encouraging that connection. And I know you get this question quite a Mm -hmm. lot. Yeah.
1: I mean, the first sort of there's so many levels of this awakening process, which is basically just your body shifting to higher frequencies. That's basically what awakening is, right? And depending upon your past sort of human journey, the traumas you may or may have not occurred, it's all in the body, right? So mm. each person's awakening journey can feel very different uh, based on your past human experiences. But one of the, pro- one of the experiences for many of us when we start to hold these higher frequencies and awaken is you start to remember, Oh, wait a second. I'm not, I'm not a human. Like, like I'm not just this body. I'm not, I, I'm, I actually came from somewhere else. I dropped in and then we, and then you start thinking, well, where did I come from? And then you start to remember, Oh wait, there are, there's a family or a family of light or a system of light or guides that are with me. Because before you drop in, you know, oh, it's almost like if you're from a galactic system, right, we're not all from the galactic. So so many of us are from the angelic realm. Regardless of where you're from, you know that that consciousness that you came from is going to be connected to you. You know that when you drop Mm. in, it's not like, oh, good luck. See you later.
0: (laughs) But you don't remember it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you remember it, you just forget until you start remembering. And th- that's the remembrance that you're unconsciously are starting to consciously remember. And so there's this unconscious desire to reconnect um, and communicate again. And then it becomes, holy cow, I have to stay in this dense physical body, right? I can't leave this body. And the body is, inner- is electrically, it's designed to ele- like energetically and electrically hold your consciousness your higher consciousness as well as the ability to connect to the quantum field meaning any other higher dimensional field outside your third dimensional body it has that's what the channel's for mm. the channel is an energetic cord not only does it hold your energy centers but it's where you funnel the information the energy mm. so then it becomes first of all re- even remembering that which a lot of people don't remember right away right Be- but you know it before you drop in this mm. is all information you know so then it becomes oh now you got to get in the body and it's like oh i don't like being in the body why because you have to feel everything right and it feels claustrophobic and it feels uncomfortable and we we a lot of humans think they're in the body
0: because yes, they're in the
1: body but they're not in the body right and the and the the trick to this whole ascension process Fortunately or unfortunately, is you got to get in the body completely. You got to feel heavy, dense, grounded, and then you got to feel everything in order to connect, in order to channel, in order to communicate.
0: Mm.
1: You've got to feel everything else that's inside your body, right? So, one of the things that I do with in my community is when I do sessions with my community members. I can feel if they're, they want to connect, and they say, "I can't connect, I can't connect, I can't connect." And I said, "Well, let's let's see what's going on." And they're not in their bodies yet, right? They're not completely
0: in. Um, so that really is the first step. So just just for people listening, so they they understand. So when you say, quite often we kind of um, have trauma, and we we don't we don't feel, we stop feeling because it's you know it's too much. So when you say in your body, are you are you kind of saying that you're really? centered and and really just really feeling life
1: yeah you feel heavy like you literally are feeling the heaviness of your body you're feeling your belly moving with the breath you're feeling your legs you're feeling your feet it's a practice like for in the beginning i had to practice feeling my hands on my steer on the steering wheel you know Mm. when i sit to meditate can i feel my butt sitting Mm. on the ground right because what happens to us yeah what happens is we we like to expand out. We like to feel the higher, like the floaty feeling, right? Mm. And it's like, you got, you can't, you're, you're going to have a hard time connecting to these galactics or any other guides if you're floating.
0: And you're not grounded.
1: You got to get in the body where the channel is. If you're out here, right, you're not in your, you're not in the channel. So Mm. you're not going to be, you're going to feel like you're not connecting or you're not hearing you're not receiving because you hear and receive and connect in your everyday now moment in your body as you're walking about in your day right Mm. that's that's the end result is to be walking around and like in the beginning when you felt them come in Mm. the the idea the the end result is that in every now moment you're feeling that all the time Nice. You're feeling them all the time. It's like, oh, hello, oh, hello, hello. And then there's a constant flow of connection. So first step always is, is feeling the heaviness of your body. Like, can I feel my breath? Which is why breath is the key to everything because the breath will bring you right in. You can feel your chest rising. You can feel your belly. It brings you into the body. Mm. And the breath moves your energy. Mm. It moves that, the ch- you want that channel to really flow Right, you want it to to move. It's 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 what carries the the. So here's the Octurians around you, right? And the way they communicate is through the channel. Mm-hmm. So you got to open that up. Intend, mm-hmm. you know, you you got to intend for that channel to open. And then you got to st- find your breath. Okay, so if I find my breath and I open my channel and I know they're here, you got to trust. You have to trust they're there.
0: I can feel because, them roasting hot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> If you don't trust, you know, I was telling a friend of mine yesterday on the, I was doing a meditation with him on the mountain. And I said, it's like you're in a room, like for instance, you, let's say you are in a room with uh, 20 people that are blind and deaf, Mm. right? And you're standing there in the room and the people that are blind and deaf deaf are like, Wow, you know, or I'm standing in the room. I really want to connect with them. Where are they? I really want to connect with them. I wish they were in the room with me. I wish they were in the room with me, right? And you're like, I'm right here. I'm standing right here. I'm in the room, but they they don't have the ability yet to hear or see you. They have to learn how to navigate that that communication block, mm-hmm. right? But the but you're standing right there. So we say to ourselves, Where's my guides? Where's my family? Where's and it's like they're right there. <laughs> right? We just have to learn how to move through that dimensional block that we have, which is I'm in density. They're not, Mm. and they don't, they're not going to stand in form. They're not, the the Octarians are not going to come in and be a form and say hi and start communicating. We've got to throw that out the door because if you hold that, that as your truth, then you're going to be in a, in a, in a state of like frustration for a while. Um, because they're, they're, they're much higher frequency right now for us. Um, So how does it show up for you? They don't, they show up like right now in my everyday normal life when I'm not working, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling like a, like a feeling like, oh yeah, they're here, but it's subtle. It's a very subtle knowingness, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if I wanted to sit quietly and call them into my space, then I would feel them more energetically, like how you feel them right now, right? Mm -hmm. It's a more like an energy, like, oh, I can feel them. So it's different. And then if I'm channeling them in a session or in a journey, I see them. So I see Mm -hmm. them, almost all of them, I see them as light forms of some sort And depending upon their dimensional field, they'll either be more form or more light. It really depends on what dimensional frequency they're holding. But rarely do I see them the way they've been described on Google and the way people describe them. I've rarely seen that. I mean, I did see the Octurian yesterday. The Octurian had these really weird looking fingers. But when I say that I see them, I want to get this real clear to people. It's not a physical form I saw. So I think we have, when we hear channelers, at least for myself, when we hear channelers saying, oh, I saw them, I connected with them, they were in my room, right? I think there's this disconnect because they're not physically standing there like a dense physical form for many of us. It is your eyes are closed, it's like a dream. Mm. So you know when you have a dream and you're like I saw them in my dream, right? So you mm. know that you saw them and they and you can see them but it's a dreamlike kind of feeling where it's real but it's not physical real. Does this make mm. sense? So mm. it's almost like it's a black screen. And then you're moving through that black screen and then you're seeing something else in a different dimensional field, move through that screen and yeah. start to show up.
0: It's almost like something you'd see on a film where it's kind yes. of, it's, 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 it's transparent, almost the energy. And you can see through it. And it like you said, it's. And it will come and it's almost like it can come and then all of a sudden it can
1: dissolve so, yeah. and you're like, wait, where did it go? And then it comes again. So when people say, Oh yeah, I saw these people, these things in my room, I think sometimes, yeah, they see the forms, but a lot of times when I say, Oh, I saw the Octurian standing there in the field and they had these fingers, it sounds like I literally saw like a physical thing and it's not like that at all. My eyes were closed. Um, and it was like I was it was like a movie kind of like a, a sci-fi thing where it's like they came. You gotta really understand how to navigate higher dimensional realms and, uh, and trust it because it doesn't look the way you think it's going to look. It's not a physical. So we all have this idea of like, Oh, there's going to be a physical form. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, it's, it's actually not for many of us. It's going to be energy and then their energy is going to form for you. So you, you, it's like these baby steps, right? It's like, okay, first it's energy. Mm. Let me just feel the energy. Mm. Once you feel the energy, then you start to navigate that energy. Like if you and I had sat and closed our eyes and we had dived into that energy that was coming in for Mm. you. Mm. We could have actually started, you would have actually started to see something, the Octurian form.
0: With, still here, really hot. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and so you could, you, you'd start to see their body start to form. You'd start to see where they were standing. You'd start to see their hands. You'd have, you could play with their hands, like put your hands out and they would put their hands out, put your hands on the top of my head. They would do that. Right. So you, you have to start to play with these beings but first you got to feel
0: the energy okay so just to recap for our listeners essentially being in the body being grounded f- being dense feeling dense you know kind of feeling really in your body not floating around all over the place being grounded being centered but really focusing your energy and attention on your body and then as we said tuning in and calling in and tuning in to their energy. Yep. Calling and them in, calling them in, tuning opening in. up the crown. Okay. Open up the crown chakra, because that's where the communication is going to come through and trusting. You got to trust.
1: And, and there's, there's a lot of people that have this, a little bit of fear based on past lives, based on current life experiences. So if it feels comfortable for you to say, I'm calling in, the the beings for my highest good i'm calling in only the highest of light beings whatever feels comfortable for you if you have this f- fear of oh my god if i open my crown what's going to happen I've, I've never had that i've never had it with my community i've never had it but there are people that have that hold that and that's okay so you want to just be really intentional with your words um so i'm inviting in my light family i'm inviting in my star family i'm inviting in my galactic team I'm inviting in the angelic realm. I'm inviting in the Palladians. I'm inviting nice. in the Octurians. You want to really, you're in Specific. charge. Yeah, you are in charge. You are not a victim. Nothing mm. happens to you. you. You've got to get real clear when you start working with these beings that you're the conductor. You are in charge, and if you want them to come closer, they come closer. If you want them to leave, they will leave. They understand free will; they do not violate free will. So that's why you have to invite them in, even though they're already in the room, right? And and you've got to you've got to communicate, communicate. with them.
0: Mm. And this is the even thing that people you forget. Even though
1: you can't see them, yeah. So a lot of times you'll just sit and be like, "Okay, what's co- like? Show me, do me, do. Let's go." <laughs> and it's like no you actually have to start to engage right they can only do so much and they absolutely will not violate free will Mm. every single journey i do and anything i do with people they they ask every step of the way. Hey, the Octurians want to come closer to you, can they? Yes, the Octurians want to put their hands on your head, can they? Yes, the Octurians want to activate you, can they? They ask for every, every ah, step. Ah, so
0: let's talk about activations. So if people are interested in working more with their family of light, they can ask to be activated as well? Oh my
1: God, they can ask for
0: anything. I
1: mean, that's the one of the really beautiful pieces about starting to work with these beings is... Let's say you're dealing with like a breakup, right? Or a transition from one job to the other or an illness, a physical illness, right? If you start calling in your team, your guides, And you direct them directly to what you want. Let's say it is an emotional experience that you want to assist in alchemizing into light or um, more ease and grace as you navigate something, or you want to activate light codes, right? I want to activate Mm. my light codes. I want to clear, let's say you're feeling really dense. You had a day that was just like super heavy, anxiety, stress, especially nowadays, right? I was on, you know, if you're on social media too much and you're consuming too much stuff and you're just feeling really agitated, right? Sit down, ground into your body with your breath, open your crown, right? Call them in and then tell them to clear out my body. Like just give me a light bath or cleanse me. Ooh, light five code minutes later, shower. Yeah, <laughs> I swear it happens in like two seconds. It's like, boom, right? Activate my light codes that are ready to be activated, boom. So you also want to be aware, though, when you start working with them, that they, if it's your ego that's asking, it's going to be a fake kind of show, meaning we all want to be in higher frequencies. We all want to be elevated. We all want to move into these 5D consciousnesses. So these beings are going to provide you with what you're asking, but your body is only going to be able to do what your body's capable of doing, meaning if we ask for light codes to get activated and your body isn't, your body has to vibrate at the same frequency as the light codes that are being opened. Sure. Okay. So if we say to the Octurians, activate light codes, activate light codes, activate light codes, right? Because our ego wants us to to shift. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. And your body isn't holding anchoring the frequency that, that those light codes need to be at. Let's say that the light codes that are on right now are the light codes that are on, and that's it. And then mm-hmm. when your body moves to the next highest frequency, the new light codes will turn on. Mm-hmm. They naturally turn on. But let's say we just want a little push from the Octurians or whatever, right? They'll activate those light codes, i.e., they will increase the frequency of our body to activate those light codes. But can we but hold if it? Our, if, yeah, exactly. If the body can't hold that then it's not going to, they won't stay activated. Make sense? Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of times we have these, we do these workshops or these seminars or these experience, these meditations where we activate, right? And then nothing happens. We're like, oh, that was fun during the activation, but I feel like I'm back to, like, I don't necessarily feel like anything really happened. Um, It's not that they didn't get activated. It's that your body is actually in charge, not your ego, Mm. Um, And not even your higher self, because your higher self would say, chill out with the activations. Um, (laughs) Your body knows how to do this, right? Um, But you you still want to ask because you're getting used to sort of being in charge and doing those kinds of things. Does this make sense?
0: It makes total sense. I suppose the question I was going to ask is then to to hold the higher light frequencies is all around our own vibration and our body's frequency. So would, would that then be impacted by the food you eat, the, the you know, your own uh, emotional work, like everything around your own frequency?
1: Yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand. It's kind of, tr- it's kind of, it's interesting, like. What comes first, the chicken or the egg, Mm. right? Uh, So ascension is very natural. Your body is naturally moving into these higher frequencies. And when that happens, you're naturally going to change the way you are. You're going to change the way you eat. You're going to change the people you hang out with. You're going to change, things just start to change. Um, And at the same time, you can also assist your body by proactively doing things that are healthier, let's say, if you're feeling that call. But if you're doing it from a place of, how do we say, how do we say this?
0: Have to, if should you, rather than.
1: Yeah, like if you're doing this because you're feeling as if this is the, the right thing to do, like I, I need to do this in order to shift into these higher frequencies, just don't, don't waste your time. Just be you because you're wasting a huge amount of energy, meaning I'm going to only eat this food because they say that that's how I'm going to increase my frequency. I'm going to tell you a secret right now. Your body's going to increase its frequency no matter what you eat. And when your body's holding a high enough frequency, you're no longer going to crave whatever you were eating in a previous frequency, period. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works. But we as third dimensional humans have an ego and the ego likes to control and the ego likes to understand and the higher self says, let that all go, mm. you know, like just surrender into this process of the body ascending. It's not you ascending. It's the body ascending. This is the other thing. You are a higher consciousness. Already. You're not ascending. You're already in a much higher frequency. You exist as a much higher frequency, as a higher consciousness. Let's say you're from the Octarian consciousness, right? You're holding an eighth or ninth or 10th dimensional frequency in your body as you. So you as that being, as that consciousness, is not what's ascending. What's ascending is the physical
0: Physical body. body. Mm.
1: The physical body is what is is ascending into the fifth dimension. Earth, the physical form, is ascending. Earth as her consciousness, she's not ascending. She's a much higher consciousness in the earth planet, in that form. Mm. And it's the form. So we are experiencing an ascension through the physical body as the physical body ascends us into higher dimensional fields. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. So we want to get clear on, I'm actually not ascending. My physical body is ascending because then you can frame it as, okay, well, if the physical body's ascending then it must know what to do, what it needs and Mm -hmm. how to do this. And that's why getting into the body is so important because you start to listen to what the body needs, even when it makes no sense. Like for instance, my body was like, I need you to leave the town that you're in for a week and go up to Mount Shasta. Mm. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Like that's, I'm just going to randomly do it, right? (laughs) So that's what I did. And I could feel my body able, whatever it needs to do to to integrate more of the light. There's a huge amount of light coming down in your body right now. All of your bodies, massive amounts of light. And your body's job is to acclimate, assimilate, and eventually anchor it. It has to Mm. anchor it, right? Mm. And so it needs a lot of different things that you may not be aware of. And it may not make sense. Like you may have to lay in your bed for 14 hours because that's what your body needs. And mm. that the ego is saying, well, wait a second. That's, that's lazy." Well,
0: this, right? this is what everybody's experiencing, isn't it? Some of us had, are getting headaches. People are tired. People are like, not hungry. Some people are hungry. You know, if everything's gone a bit, ooh, this is new. <laughs> but I think what you're saying is, is stop trying to control it and just go with the flow. And then, you know, if you feel tired, have a nap. It's so hard, but yeah, I mean, the the easiest way
1: through this birth canal that we're in is trusting whatever it is. If you're putting on weight, there's a reason your body needs the weight, right? If you're feeling physical ailments, like you're feeling more pains in your body, that is a surefire sign that you need to get into the body even more because typically... When you are feeling physical pains that are increasing, there is consciousness that you're not aware of that is moving through your body, denser consciousnesses, i.e. traumas, emotions, those kinds of consciousnesses that are trying to move through the body as the high-frequency light is coming in, right? So frequent, the light spins, and mm-hmm. if it's a denser consciousness, it spins slow, so it almost stops, right? Like fear, anxiety, stress. Lower level, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's spinning really Heavier, slow. Heavier, denser
0: emotions.
1: When high-frequency light comes in, it's like, like a tornado, and so it, it's, it stirs this up. Mm. If we're not aware of what's being stirred up, or if we ignore it, mm. this stirred up energy is going to get louder. It's going to, it needs to be released and integrated and it's going to create pain. It's going to create. It's almost like,
0: it's what we're seeing on the planet, isn't it? It's like all the darkness, all of the negativity, all of the stuff has been hidden that we maybe have in ourselves, but also as a collective is all coming up Absolutely. to be integrated yeah, we've
1: got to alchemize it. And that's what we're doing with our bodies. We're we're alchemizing that density, but it feels very, very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It's not, this is not um, all sunshine, roses, unicorns. And, Mm. you know, uh, unfortunately for many of us that are here to do this work, we're starting to realize, oh my God, wait a second. This is really physical because it's a physical shift in consciousness. And it doesn't always feel good when I am, alchemizing density into light both externally and internally and so because it doesn't feel good sometimes we think we're not doing it right we think we're not doing our work we think that we're there's something wrong with us Uh, and that's the curse of the human third dimensional kind of field is that if it's uncomfortable if it makes us feel sad depressed angry um, sick to our stomachs, whatever that is, then there's something wrong with us. But it's, it's not the complete opposite. Yeah.
0: It's work, that's yeah. where
1: you're doing the work. Exactly. Mm. You're doing the work. You're this mm. is it. This is why you're here. And um,
0: it does we do move through this phase. It, it will not stay this how much trans- longer is it this dense, do you think? I know people have been talking about till what another four years. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guides are really cute. So I work with the Galactic Federation
1: of Light. I work with a, a council in there, and you know they absolutely do not tell me time. They will not even. They don't do for time. our own good. <laughs> uh, right? And because we can, we can jump timelines like this. So, mm. meaning the frequency that we're in right now, if our guides tell us a timeline, that timeline is based on this frequency. Sure. But if we if we are capable of shifting frequencies higher. Within a two-month time frame, then this time frame that they originally predicted is different now. Do you mm. understand? So yeah, you can't absolutely. really predict. It's going to be a while, though. Mm. We have a lot of we have a lot of density to clear in the in the collective. It's it, but we're we're it will will be more sense desensitized to it, so we'll be able to handle it as we keep going on dealing with it. So meaning. You know, mm. the first sort of, the first six months is going to be the biggest sort of what the F is going on. How do I deal with this internally? Mm. Um, and then we start to get tools. We start to understand, oh, this is why I'm here. Oh, this is what I'm going to do. And, yeah, yeah. We start to re- reconnect or connect to people that are doing the same thing, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, a year from now when the, when it continues, cause it's going to continue. Um, bigger things are, are going to be unraveled, way more intense, way more intense, but we're preparing ourselves. We're going to be okay. It's not a bad, it is not bad and it is not catastrophic in any way. It is a beautiful shift. And my guides are always saying there's nothing to fear. Mm. There's nothing out of the ordinary. There's nothing, there's nothing bad or catastrophic. We're not going down. We're not oh, going goodness. in. Yeah, it's all
0: happening. It's all
1: beautiful. Absolutely. But it's going Mm. to feel like, oh my God, are you joking now this?
0: (laughs) Well, I have to be honest, like I'm so you know, people who are listening to this podcast, you know, they have the understanding that we are literally going into a new paradigm. And they have the understanding that we're like a caterpillar coming into a butterfly. And that's sometimes messy. And, you know, the caterpillar has to eat itself. But I have to be honest, I feel really sorry for people who don't have a higher frame of reference for what is happening right now, because I hold everything as like, okay, this is just transformation, you know, and we are transforming. And actually, it's really exciting for us to be here. We chose to be here at this time, you know, literally. Um, But I do feel for people who maybe don't, but then I'll tell you this story, Laurie, because I spoke to my uncle last night, who's very much in 3D. You know, they hadn't seen their family for three months. And it was my auntie's 70th yesterday. And I spoke to my uncle and my uncle said, I don't watch the TV. I watch the news and the headlines and then I turn it straight off. What a load of rubbish. And that's the first time I've ever heard him say something like that. They used to be very attached to... The news and the agenda and the mainstream and so it was fascinating for me because somebody who's part of my family who I was thought was quite trapped and he's he's shifted mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. interesting times yeah
1: it's happening and it's happening what I can say is that it's the shifts are happening exponentially and la- la- yesterday the Arcturian said things are happening at light speed now no they didn't say light speed they said um what was the word they used um, shoot, they used a different word. It was hilarious, uh, but anyway, it's it's happening exponentially faster. Meaning, you don't have to heal the way we used to think we had to heal. We don't right. have to process the way we used to think we had to process. It, things are shifting. consciousness shifting. Yeah, it's just shifting so fast. People are just right. like starting to just wake Pop. up.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah and that if you makes want something,
1: if you want something done it's done. Mm. Meaning like if you're, if you're done with this, with this illness, if you're done with this, whatever it is, as long as you hold the awareness that you're done, as long as you hold the awareness that it can clear, then, then it will, it will, Mm. it can, it will. um, It's just the thoughts, the belief systems that really can, can, can stop that quick shift,
0: Mm.
1: uh, quickening, the quickening Mm. that can happen. The belief systems can really hold us back. So we want to get—you got to get real clear on your belief systems, Um, especially if you're if you have ailments. uh, If you don't have, if you don't understand your belief systems, i.e., if you don't see them, Mm. if you don't hear them, if you don't pull them out and say, "Oh, look at that belief system around my Mm. illness. Look at that belief system around my sickness," then you're not going to be able to believe you create. Right. You gotta, you gotta be able to see the beliefs and then say, Oh my God, look at those. And then you've got to shift out of those beliefs so that you can heal,
0: mm, heal, absolutely.
1: meaning clean that, clear that consciousness out of your body.
0: Mm. And you mentioned, cause like one of the reasons I ha- I created my community was cause I do think there's like a strength in numbers and you know, you can fast track the process. And you mentioned you have a community as well.
1: I have a Patreon community that is, that I've created, I created it back in October and it it has saved my life. Like I know that I'm doing it for them. Um but I cannot I I show up every week once a week live and I do different events and different journeys and Q&As and all kinds of stuff, mini sessions and I, I being with like-minded people, mm. even though I'm the quote unquote teacher, right? I don't feel like I'm a teacher. I feel like I am one of you going through it as well. Mm-hmm. And so when I get to connect, it's like, oh my God, how are you guys doing? I'm dying, right? Or like, oh my God, <laughs> this week was so amazing. How do you guys feel? Right? And we all come together. Plus, you know, when we come together, even you and I, right? It's like a portal opens and the the, the beans are like, yay. Um, There's something that happens with numbers, with more of us connected, um, that it just feels like... We're not alone. We're not mm. alone and it's doing this.
0: So nice to do it with, uh, you know, other people and soul family. And, you know, many of us, I suppose, have been a quite, I've always been, an, I've always moved through people really quickly and I've never, I never kind of got why. And then I realized I was just on a different path, you know? And so for me, mm-hmm. having that type of community or soul family is just so nourishing because these people are like-minded and you feel like you've come home really.
1: And they get you. It's uh-huh. like, oh my God, I don't have to explain anything. I don't have to, you know, it's not effort. It's not energy. It's just me getting to be me and, and everybody, and they under, everyone understands. Um, because it can be exhausting when you're in relation with other people in your life that you kind of have to be a family, friends, relatives, uh, lovers, whatever it may be, where you can't necessarily exit out Uh, plus you don't want to exit out, but they don't necessarily understand what you're navigating and what you're going through. Uh, It's not their job to, because they're in a different frequency, but it can be very exhausting Mm. trying to be you and continuing to shift when you are with others that are not there. Absolutely. Uh,
0: And there's nothing right. How can people find you, Laurie? Because... um... Obviously, we're going to put all your details in the show notes, but where's the best people for, uh, place for people to connect with you?
1: Um, probably on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just my name, Lori Ladd, L-O-R-I-E. I think Instagram is Lori, Ladd, Lori underscore Ladd, L-E-D-D, and then YouTube, Lori Ladd, Facebook, Lori Ladd. Uh, I think that's the best place. It's um, where I put up all my information for the most part.
0: Yeah. And go and check out Laurie's energy updates and little updates on Instagram. So just, I've watched a few of them and they always seem to be exactly what I need in that current moment. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Really fantastic. But, but thank you so much. I could talk to you all day. Yeah, (laughs) you're so welcome. It's been great. I love it. Yeah, really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. And I know that everyone would have found that really useful because I think so many people are opening up and activating their powers and, you know, it's it's kind of obvious, but it's not. And so just ha- the conversation we just had is just so, um, I think, comforting for people to know what they need to do. So thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I loved I love sharing these beings and how to communicate and connect with them. So that's what they want. They want to connect with you just as much as you want to connect with them. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah thanks for having me it's
0: beautiful my pleasure my absolute pleasure and we will see you next week with another incredible guest on the dharma life podcast thank you thank you so much for listening to the dharma life podcast i do hope you enjoyed this episode please come over and say hello on my instagram our facebook group and also please let me know what you thought so if you are listening please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to